Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host, Anna Havalyana. Welcome back to Addicted to Busy. I am so excited to be here and talk to you all again this week. Before we get started, I did want to send some love to Emily on Instagram. She was so kind as to give me a shout out on her story and share the podcast. And she said, for those who property management, this podcast saved my sanity, made me cry multiple times and helped me navigate. I finally felt heard and seen by someone. I can't recommend this podcast enough. Thank you. I hope to meet you someday. And Emily, thank you. I sincerely hope that our paths cross as well so that I can thank you in person, A, for listening, and B, for sharing this podcast with others. Truth be told, sometimes I cry when I make these episodes. So not that I'm happy that you're crying, but just to say, I feel you, girl. So thank you again. And for those who are listening, if this podcast is resonating with you, The greatest thank you that you could offer is either a review or share it with your property manager friends. Addicted to Busy is a small business and we do rely on word of mouth in order to get our message out there. So Emily, I sincerely appreciate that you took the time to post that. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. So let's hop into it today. What I want to talk about is a little bit of an advanced technique, if you will. So you've heard me talk frequently about thought work and how important it is to uncover what you are thinking because what you're thinking influences how you feel and how you feel will influence the actions that you take in the world. So said very simply, your mindset matters And it is something that is within your control, but you do have to put an effort into understanding what it is that you are thinking and feeling. So today we're going to dive into feelings. Now, the whole purpose of a feeling is to either get us to take action or get us to take inaction. And this is very important to understand because If there is a result in your life that you're trying to create, you have to take action to get there, which means you need to understand what emotion is fueling that action. So the advanced technique is this. What are your thoughts about certain feelings? So we know that we think a thought and we feel a feeling and those feelings influence our actions, but we can have thoughts about feelings themselves. So I'm going to give you an example. I think one of the biggest examples that I see with individuals who are trying something new or starting a side hustle is that they do not want to feel rejection. They will do absolutely anything they can within their power 
in order to avoid feeling the feeling of rejection. Now, if you're doing something new, or if you're trying to put yourself out there for others to see, you have to subject yourself to being rejected. Otherwise, you will live your life playing very, very small and avoiding any new situation because of that feeling itself. Now, that's one way that we can relate to that emotion. On the flip side, if you're in sales, you know that rejection is nothing to worry about and you get rejected all the time and life goes on. So between these two examples, you are likely having different thoughts about the feeling of rejection. In the first example, someone might be thinking, I need to avoid rejection at all costs because it's uncomfortable and I don't like it. And in the second example, someone's thoughts about rejection might simply be, yeah, I get rejected a lot, especially on a Tuesday when I'm making offers to potential clients. We have certain attitudes, thoughts, and mindsets about emotions that we may or may not be aware of. I've said it a hundred times. This is why I think journaling is so, so powerful. Many times when we have a certain emotion, we end up reacting. And the problem with reacting is that oftentimes the reaction that we're offering is not the action that we want to take. So I'll give you an example. One of my clients was somebody who would snap at her child the second that she felt the feeling of frustration. Now, what's happening here is that the client has a thought that they're probably not aware of about the feeling of frustration that's sparking that reaction. But the thing about it is, is that initial thought, it's not the only thought that is available to them. Keep in mind, when we were talking about rejection earlier, I offered you two possible thoughts that someone could have about the feeling of rejection. The reality is there are thousands of different thoughts that you can choose about that emotion. If it feels like you're doing something out of your own free will, so in this example, if you're someone who snaps at your child before really thinking about what's going on, it could be worth it to evaluate your thoughts about certain feelings. So one way that I like to think about this is to imagine that you can have a relationship to a feeling. So we're almost personifying it here a little bit. I'll give you an example. I have a very good relationship to the feeling of nervous. When I feel nervous, I know exactly how it feels in my body. It is very, very uncomfortable. But because I am familiar with that emotion, I typically don't react to it. I can be present, I can stay focused, I can operate from my boss brain, I can be with the feeling of nervousness and still show up as I would like to. Now, the reason for this is because as a child, my parents had me and my brother involved in music, and that required us to get up in front of people and either play the piano or sing a song. We had a lot of exposure to nervousness, so to speak. So I'm familiar with it. I can work with it. Nervousness, for the most part, doesn't create any problems for me. 
Now, on the flip side, my relationship to the feeling of disappointment isn't great. First of all, I'm not always aware when I'm feeling disappointed. And because of that, I can get very reactive. When I'm disappointed, I'm more likely to snap or be snarky. And my relationship to that emotion isn't great. So it tends to create more problems in my life. Now, the thing about it is, is that even though I'm aware that my relationship to the emotion of disappointment isn't great, I'm not actually panicking about it at all. Because I know that if I want to improve how I react to this feeling, all I need to do is spend more time with it. I have to evaluate how I am showing up when I feel disappointed. I have to get better at recognizing when that's the feeling that's in my body. And I know that with more time and attention, that my relationship to disappointment can improve and it can change. So for thinking about emotions from the sense that we have a relationship to them, again, if you want to personify it a little bit, I like to think about it as a house guest. You don't have to love every house guest that comes over, but you can treat it with respect. So even though I do not love the feeling of nervousness, the reality is, is that every single time that I do an in-person speaking event, I have in fact invited nervousness to come along on the journey. Now I can either love on that house guest or I can be rude to it. I have a choice in how I treat that emotion. I have a choice in if I'm going to pay attention to it or not. As I mentioned before, I'm still working on my relationship to the feeling of disappointment. And it takes time and effort to change these reactions. If you've ever felt like you're doing things out of your own free will, it can be very useful to look at what emotion is present when you're having that reaction. One thing that I like to do is to practice new beliefs and practice things that I want to see for myself. So I use this app. I think it's just called I am and it's an affirmation app and you can download a bunch of pre-written affirmations. But what I love to do is write my own. And that way, once an hour every day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., I'm reminded of a belief that I want to practice or of a goal that I'm working on. So normally what I'll do is I will create my own affirmations and I will practice them until they've taken hold. And then once they've taken hold, once I've adopted the new belief or the new habit, I will delete that affirmation and write a new one and put it into the app. So there's this belief that I've been working on and it shows up in my app every day and it is that I can handle the feeling of disappointment with love and care. And I'm here to tell you that that affirmation has been in my phone and on my watch for over two years now. I'm still learning how to work with this emotion. And no, I am not perfect. I am definitely still reactive, especially as it pertains to disappointment, but I'm 100% committed to changing my relationship to this emotion. 
I invite you to take an audit of some of the emotions that you resist the most and get really curious about what is your relationship with that emotion. Like I mentioned, my relationship to the feeling of disappointment isn't great, but my relationship to the feeling of discomfort is spot on. I can do uncomfortable things all day, especially if it's a physical act like running or lifting. Another feeling that I'm really working with is boredom. I am not great at being bored without either making it a problem or trying to find a way to fill my time. Over the years, I have greatly improved my relationship to the feeling of anxiety. And I've even noticed that I have some resistance to positive emotions as well. When you start looking at your feelings and your relationship to them and auditing how you show up around them, you start to become more conscious of the ways that you're showing up in the world as a reaction to those feelings. And all of those reactions, if you're willing to look at it, if you're willing to look in the mirror and be completely honest with yourself, all of those are changeable. And that's the best news that I have for you today. And what I really want to encourage you to play around with is that you are not at the effect of your emotions. It does take time, patience, and a lot of commitment to change your normal reactions, but it's totally possible. All right, my friends, that is all that I have for you today is to simply get curious about your current relationship with each of the emotions that you experience every day. If this conversation interests you, I really want to invite you to continue this conversation on a free coaching call where we can talk about the group program that we're offering right now for property managers. If you're interested and want to learn more, pop on over to my website and sign up for a free coaching call. You can find this at AnnaHavoliana.com. That's A-N-N-A-J-A-V as in victory, E double And in the top right-hand corner, click get free coaching. All right, y'all. I love you. Keep going. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.